Welcome to the Walkie Talkie Podcast. I'm Ryan. I'm Matt. And we are going to talkie some walkies. Mm-hmm. So we have just watched Season 8, Episode 2, The Damned. The Damned. The Damned. How'd you feel about The Damned? Well, The Damned actually didn't really feature that much in it. At least <laughs> the one reference to The Damned was... Somebody said as the zombies were showing up, the damned are upon us. Yeah. I thought oh, he oh, said... Oh, I think that was Ezekiel. Said yeah. It. Yeah. I thought he said the dead. I had the subtitles on the second time. So it was Okay, so you said the damned. All right. I was like, there it is. Because I didn't notice it the first time. Yeah. yeah. I didn't really know why that was the title of the episode. Um, but that raises a question. Mm-hmm. Why Why is the episode called The Damned? If anything, the last episode should be or should have been because last episode was much more um, zombie heavy. Right. I, okay, so I, I have some thought. Can I just go straight into this? <laughs> sure, go for it. I did not like this episode at all. No. There's, okay. some, there's some things about it that I thought... Uh, had redeeming qualities, such as mm-hmm. almost everything that that Rick was in, I liked. But the uh, the scene where everyone kind of like rushes up to the Savior's camp, all the gunfighting and everything, I I like action, but it I didn't know what was going on. <laughs> Like we, we had, as viewers, we had no grid. Um, right. It was it was kind of, it reminded me a lot of like, um, you know, in in war movies where there there's like a, a siege or there's a heist or something where uh, a, a faction of the the army has to go to one spot to go to do something. Like there's a mission. Mm-hmm. That's what was happening. But in those kinds of movies, we always, as a viewer, are involved in that strategy process. You know, we or at know what's supposed to be. Yeah, we know what's happening. We're not confused as to what's going on and everything. We just kind of get thrown into it, and we're expected Although, to I'm, understand it. I'm usually the guy who doesn't know what's going on in those sorts of situations. If I was in a war, I'd probably be the first one dead because I'd be like, I don't know what's going on, and. <laughs> When I watched uh, Dunkirk this summer, did you did you see Dunkirk? I haven't seen it. No, that okay. I wanted to, and, but I wasn't and that able was to. very much my experience of it. I was like, when okay. it was over, I said, "Somebody's going to have to explain to me like who was who." I didn't know which side I was supposed to be on. I don't know yeah. like who. Yeah, I was okay. I was pretty lost throughout a lot of it. Fortunately, I wasn't the only one there that was lost, but I was probably the most lost out of the four sure. of us. Um. And so I definitely totally understand what you're saying. Um, However, because that is often my experience in action movies, I wasn't sure how much it should bother me. However, on second viewing, I became more convinced that it should bother me. Because usually on second viewing, I can start to put the things together that didn't make sense to me the first time. 
mm-hmm. and the second viewing didn't really yield that for me, even with subtitles on. Yeah, there were a lot of like uh, kind of fractured concepts in this story. Like we had this makeshift, I don't know, rush, I guess. I don't know. It felt very like impulsive uh, mm-hmm. what they were doing as far as like Aaron's side of what was happening. But during that time, we're kind of thrown right into the Savior's situation. And at first I thought this was our group. And I was like, who is this lady that's really mean in our group? (laughs) (laughs) But then I realized, oh, this is the saviors, I guess, because they're on the walkies. But I don't – I literally had no idea. I didn't know who it was. And then our guys rushed up. I was like, wait, what? What's happening? And then they started shooting at him. And as the the action unfolded, I was like, okay, so they're shooting at them and they're – but why – and I didn't even put two and two together that they were a distraction for Rick and Daryl in them. But even then, they weren't really – like there was more to their madness because they were killing them in order for zombies to attack them. And I, I that was pretty clear. But like it was only clear later on. It, it made me upset because in a lot of great heist, mis- like specific mission war movies – you as a viewer, you're in there and you know their you know their goal. You know what they're after and what they're doing, and it makes it more riveting. Mm-hmm. This I was just kind of like, what I I don't know I don't know what's happening. Yeah, so it made me less invested. Right. However, the stuff with Rick was really uh, interesting until it started getting weird with the baby, and and then uh, we'll get there. Okay, so I think we're gonna have pretty strong, different opinions on this episode. Okay. Because I thought this episode was very much superior to last week's. Mm. Um, and I thought it had some excellent elements to it. And I would say the best was the baby. Um, and so, but we'll, yeah, we'll get to that. Um, I felt like it had some elements that really worked. Um, and I felt like it had some elements that did not work. But overall, I thought it was a big step up from last week. So, what do you think about the Morganish stuff? <laughs> we'll we'll get to that. Okay. So let's just take it from the top. Yeah. Um, we open with you know everybody's faces there. I thought that again, just like last time, where I was like, let's just get to the story. Yes. Yeah, you know, I I kind of felt like this this is just over dramatic. Let's just get into it. I felt strongly this week, more strong than I did last week. I kind of rolled my eyes when it opened, and I thought of you. I was like, oh, my God, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, we had to do it again at the end. Yeah, so. <laughs> bookending it. Right. And I get what they're signaling. It's like, okay, these are the characters that we're going to see in this episode. <laughs> and then at the end, it's like, these are the characters that we saw. Um <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, we open up with the saviors doing what I'm not exactly sure, and one of them is this really mean lady. And um, I also was a little bit lost. Both times I've watched it, I don't really understand what was going on with the younger guy who got yelled at. Like, it didn't factor in later in the episode, as far as I know. If it factors in next week, I probably won't remember what it's a reference to. Right, yeah. I don't even know what the guy (laughs) looks like. Yeah, I wouldn't be able to pick him out of crowd. You know who he was? 
He was the kid that played Minkus in Boy Meets World. What? Are you serious? <laughs> the only reason I know that is because of Talking Dead. Wait, you're serious? Yeah. <laughs> That's so bizarre. <laughs> and random. It's so wow. random. Anyway, so maybe that will help us to remember him next if we ever see him again. Maybe. But uh, And I, I noted that that woman's name is Mara, just in case we mm. need to actually refer to her again. Um, so then we have our people show up in the armored cars. They start shooting... And yeah, I would I would say that this whole section with like Aaron and Eric and the shooting, there was sort of a sense of like, I don't really know why they're shooting and like what they're hoping to accomplish here. Yeah, um, it wasn't clear. Except maybe just to kill them. Um, right. It would have been nice so, if we got a little bit of insight into their plan. Yeah. You know, yes, even yeah. if it was just their plan, like the Rick plan could have been ambiguous. The Morgan plan could have been ambiguous, but their plan should have, we should have been had more clarity. Mm-hmm. I agree. So then we see Morgan and uh, Jesus and Diane and Tara, and they're planning a t- an attack on an outpost. I believe this is the same outpost that Rick and company attacked in season six, which led to Glenn and Abraham's death um, set off the chain of events that led to that. And uh, there's a moment when two of the guys were like saying to Morgan, you shouldn't have to go in there alone. And Morgan said, I don't die. I did feel and like I was that. curious. Oh, okay. <laughs> so <laughs> my, my first thought was, well, true. Um, he doesn't die. Neither does anyone that's still alive. Because they're alive. <laughs> also a good point. Yeah, like, why does this really separate Morgan from anybody else who's managed to survive this long? Right. I didn't really think of it in those terms. <laughs> Although, maybe Morgan has been put in more dire situations and still survived. I suppose. Yeah. Maybe. But it is true. Anyone who is alive has, at this point, has averted death for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. What if the other guy had been like, hey, that's crazy. I still haven't died either. <laughs> Not once. <laughs> There's a first time for everything. Mm-hmm. Well, I know that you're about to go here. I just wanted to ask you, would he start shaking the fence and the zombies come to him, and, and the other two, the two guys die, and he just stares at the zombies for like six seconds. What was your takeaway? Like, how did you feel about that? Um, I felt like Morgan was just angry, you know. Really? And yeah, what did you take away? I was, first of all, I was, in, I was, I felt two ways. Uh, first of all, I was annoyed that the editor lingered for so long. <laughs> um, and why aren't the zombies like biting his fingers? Cause he's just mm. standing there. Um, but the other way I felt was, oh crap, they're bringing him down the clearing road again. He's like, <laughs> he's standing there and he's contemplating clearing everything. Oh, that probably was the intention, actually. And we're going to retread it, though. 
Yeah. And we'll get to this, but, like, we're retreading a lot already. Right. <laughs> that is true, yeah. Yeah, so it's like Morgan has come full, is coming full circle, which yeah. is a shame because the character development is gone. Yep. Yeah. I hope, I hope they don't, like, they, they kind of went there this episode, but if they stop where he's at now, and they're just like, okay, he gets both sides. It's kind of like a still struggle, but not as intense. Then mm. I'd be okay with that. Just don't yeah. make this a cyclical thing. Like, don't keep repeating the same ideas. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. I don't want to see Morgan go back to where he was. Mm-hmm. So um, then we cut to Carol and Ezekiel uh, kind of coming to their senses in the midst of the gas from the grenade. I liked the organ music here with the zombies and the gas. I thought yeah. that was pretty cool. Um. And then they can't find the guy who threw the grenade. And so they're all like, we got to go get to him um, before he goes and warns the others, which I thought was weird because they thought, well, he probably just has a a walkie. Like he doesn't. Right. He's going to let them know either way, I would think. Yeah. Um, But anyway, they go off to pursue uh, that guy. And uh, then we cut to another storyline, Rick and Daryl. not exactly sure where they are, which is one of the things that's challenging, I think, about the show right now. And, and you, you just have no sense of place. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no we have no sense of the geography of the, this world. And um, right. it yeah, it makes it hard to really feel like you've got a grasp on the stakes or. Yep. Yeah. What's what's going on. But anyway, Rick and Daryl let us know that they're looking for guns, mm-hmm. which. I don't know if that has stakes because they are they they need more guns or if it's just because it's good to take the savior's guns or both. It seems like they got plenty of guns. Yeah, it well they they treat ammunition like they do. <laughs> That's for sure. Shooting at windows. Yeah. Yeah. So they're looking for guns. You already mentioned Morgan shakes the fence to bring the walkers over. And to uh, distract the guys so that they get shot. Um, which, in a show where, like, sometimes it just seems like somebody just wants to barge in, so they just barge in. I kind of liked that, mm-hmm. you know? I thought, that's actually pretty pretty creative. Um, Jesus, Morgan, and Tara enter the outpost with a bunch of other people, too. Uh, Morgan standing outside this one door that obviously has saviors behind it with two scared guys. And um, so Morgan and the scared guys get shot. Or that's what it looks like. Yeah. And I'll just skip ahead to what eventually happens. The two guys are dead. Morgan, of course, gets up. But one of them looked like he wasn't, like he was still breathing. Oh, I didn't notice that. It looked like he was... I was confused. I wasn't sure if he was dead or not. Well, or maybe he was he, turning. If he wasn't completely dead, I doubt he's going to make it because Morgan didn't... Right. You know, Morgan right. just went off to shoot everybody. Did, was Morgan faking it? Yeah. Or was he actually hit? So that was something that I didn't like about this whole thing was... Is Morgan alive because 
you know, he had some sort of armor on, but he doesn't look any different from anybody else. If he did just get lucky, um, why did he lie there as long as he did? Yeah. Um, was he pretending? Yeah. He, maybe he was pretending. I guess that would be a good way to let the... It made it seem like he was shot and he miraculously came alive again. Right. Because he doesn't die. Because he doesn't die. Right. And I didn't like that. Yeah. That's where my head went because obviously I like fantasy and I like, you know, movies where people do come back to life. Right. But uh, this isn't that kind of show. Exactly. Yeah. I think, though, that Morgan's attitude about living is that he's not that happy about it. Like, he sees it as a curse pretty much. Like oh I don't die. It's almost like he's going. He, he, it's almost like he wants to follow it up with I wish I could. Yeah, you know the plight of life. Hmm. So let's talk about the Jesus and Tara stuff. <laughs> I think that this was simultaneously one of the best and the worst parts of the episode. Like it could have been the best. And then it was ruined. Huh. And so I'll explain why I felt this way. The moment when they found that guy and, you know, he had wet himself and he was going into his whole like, look, I'm not one of them. I'm just a worker. And he had his arms up. Like, I felt like that was good drama because that is a legitimate question. If you encounter someone who's got their hands up, they don't have a weapon on them. Like, I think I think it's a legitimate moral quandary, even in the situation that they're in. Like, you know, there are people that are just caught up in this thing that's bigger than themselves, and mm-hmm. this is the this is the the moral quandary in any war, you know. And for Jesus to be like, I'm not going to shoot a guy who has his hands up. I can respect that. And so, up until this point. We're good. Tara wants to kill him. Jesus doesn't. I can believe that. I can believe that being consistent with their characters. I'm feeling that twinge of like, maybe this guy is telling the truth. And I feel I do feel sorry for him if he's telling the truth. And at the same time, I'm scared and I just want them to take him out. So I'm feeling that too. I'm invested. I'm, I'm, I'm into what's happening right now. And then when the guy knocks Jesus over and gets him in the headlock... Now I'm really invested. I'm like, and when he starts talking like a jerk and he says something about um, how Maggie's going to die and squashes mm-hmm. the prenatal vitamins and everything, like, all right, this, this is good. Like, I, I'm feeling a lot right now, which is what I want from The Walking Dead. But from that point forward, it was like the wheels just spun off this moment. One, because I don't understand how Jesus disarmed the guy. It was just sort of like, boom, and, and all of a sudden the tables had turned. And then two, there is just no, no good reason for Jesus to be like, we're going to keep him alive now. Yeah, I don't see how that's consistent with his character. I don't see how it's consistent with everything else that's going on in the episode like yeah. jesus just helped lead a team into this outpost that's shooting at everybody yeah like why is it that this one guy who's proven himself completely untrustworthy and com- mm-hmm. proven himself to be a horrible person you don't say stuff like what he just said yeah and just you know be like oh poor you you just got caught up in something bigger than yourself 
he he proved himself to be awful. Yeah. And Jesus is already leading people into this place to shoot everybody. Like, yeah. how 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 am I supposed to believe that Jesus wouldn't then finish that? Right. Like, where is where is super Morganish Jesus coming from out of nowhere? And it's like super super Morganish Jesus was birthed in this instant when just a few <laughs> yeah. a few moments before he was just being like rational more rational yeah yeah i felt the same way i had a little bit less empathy for the story storytellers than you did mm-hmm. as far as like i thought it was a waste of time to have this huh. this little beat with the guy uh because i knew i knew that he wasn't a good guy. I knew that he was a savior and I knew that it was going to end like with one of them killing him or him killing them or how it ended. Um, I just knew it wouldn't be like someone that they could trust. So I felt like, why are we, why are we arguing about this right now? Just kill him. We know he's a savior. It's just, you're already here shooting everyone you see, you know? Mm. Um, and okay. If they do get past the point with the moral uh, dissonance, then Kill him then, like you said. Don't don't just tie him up and expect that he won't uh, take advantage of you again. And I can believe, uh, if I'm honest, I can believe the whole Jesus disarming him thing because Jesus is a super slick ninja badass. <laughs> so, so that I can understand because he kind of she kind of distracted him and then he elbowed him and like he pointed his gun at her. That was the point in which he could like take that moment to to um, disarm him. But yeah. I don't know how he got Jesus into the headlock to begin with. Mm-hmm. Because Jesus is a super slick ninja apocalyptic badass. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, how is Jesus going to allow that to happen? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, at the end, you're you're dead on. Why is he still alive? It's just to feed into this Morganish mentality that we're going to – it's the it's the writers going here again. That's why we have the new um, uh, the the uh, war prisoners, which I'll get there. But like I I'm okay with that that whole segment. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not okay with this one guy being let off the hook and tied up just because I I don't even I don't know the reason why he why they let him live. Right. I I really don't. And why they killed everyone else. Yeah. Um, it feels like to me that the writers are just trying to get the moral imbalance of the Morgan ideals in the group again. Mm. And, and, ma- and and make that the catalyst for drama right. for this war. Which is stupid because this war should be all guns, no talk. And strategy and method and like – in in espionage and the whole thing and then afterwards when we get to negan that's when rick should be like do i kill him or not because that'll be the strongest thing but if we have this whole morganish heavy peddling throughout the whole season and then we get to to negan and he's like oh i don't know if we should kill him be like i don't care anymore like you've been feeling this way about everyone this isn't surprising well, you know, yeah, I think, yeah, my take would be a little different in that I think Negan should be, as Rick said yesterday, the one who needs to die. 
And no, he absolutely should. Yeah. I think the moral dilemma should be over what do you do with all the people who have been under his umbrella, so to speak, because post war though. Those are the people mm, okay. You know, it's war. Right. Right. I hear what you're saying, but at the same time, like, I do think one of the few things that The Walking Dead can uh, deal with on a consistent basis or or dramatize on a consistent basis is the um, the whole issue of, like, you don't want to become what you're trying to destroy and the balance between mercy and and. uh vengeance or justice or whatever you want to call it so i i 100 percent agree yeah i just feel like they're retreading the same ideas like they're not doing it in a new way right right and I, yeah i can i can understand that but there's not too many different ways you can do it in a show like this it seems like and especially i my my big problem with that whole scene was not the dilemma itself but the way it resolved like yeah it was just there's no reason for me to think that Jesus would act like this. Yeah. He's never acted like it before. Right. He wasn't acting like like it 30 seconds earlier before mm-hmm. this whole thing happened. Mm-hmm. And then he's just like stubbornly acting like Morganish to the extreme. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it, it just, it felt wrong. It felt stupid. Um, Contrived. And yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, what I would have appreciated more is if that whole scene there ended with Jesus killing the guy. Mm-hmm. And we'll talk about this more later, but then the foil of that in the episode would be what happened with Rick. Mm. And so you would have re- represented in the episode someone who, like, didn't act right away and then had reason to to feel like that was the wrong move like i should have just mm-hmm. taken this person out and then the foil to that is rick who did do that but then afterwards regretted it yeah and i feel like that balance would be would be good that would have been a lot stronger yeah but instead we got this it just it is no, no no sense to it. Yeah, no sense. Yeah, to it. it wasn't thought through. Like that was thought through. That what they did was not. <laughs> By the way, um, are we moving on to uh, the prisoners of war? Um, that's not quite yet. Okay. Uh, back to Aaron and company shooting. Um, hey, if you like shooting, there was a bunch of shooting, but. Uh, <laughs> Who really knows what was happening? Right. Um, a zombie ate Mara. For um, evidently, uh, <laughs> why she didn't deflect that zombie is beyond me. It seemed like she didn't even resist. She was like, "Okay, bite me." Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's like she pulled her her head back just a little more to help him out. <laughs> yeah. So th- then we had another scene with the kingdom people. And we have the, king, um, the kingdomites, the kingdomites. Yeah, we have Carol like listening to Ezekiel do his king stuff, and you can just see that she's kind of. I I don't I don't know if I like it's this. It's almost you know? like Melissa McBride is checking out. 
So she's like, why are you doing this again? <laughs> Maybe it was, she was like, why do I have to be with the kingdom? I, <laughs> I want to be with Rick and Daryl. Doing headshots left and right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I did like when Ezekiel was like, my job is to project such certainty, like, until I am certain. And then there was that that great moment when he actually broke character, which he hasn't done in so long. Yeah. And was like, fake it till you make it, baby. You know? <laughs> yeah. That was such a good line. That was probably the best line of the, sh- the, the episode. <laughs> yeah, that was good. I didn't like most. I didn't like most of the kingdom stuff yeah. in this episode, but I like that part. Yeah, um, I always like stuff with Jerry. Yeah, like anytime <laughs> Jerry's in, in on screen or talking, I'm in, I'm entertained. Yeah. Um. Also, back to the retreading thing, Ezekiel was just repeating himself yet again. Like we've heard this from him already with Carol. Yeah, <laughs> talking to Carol, telling her his whole deal. You know, right. Right. Well, before it was more like, oh, I do this to just encourage everybody. But now I think Carol is a little bit like, are you really going to keep this up? Like when we're all shooting at people and people are shooting at us, like I think she wanted him to come down to earth and just be real in this moment of, you know, where lives are really at at stake. And and um, it kind of made sense to me for for him to talk to her again. I could see that. Yeah, maybe if that didn't happen, I'd be more upset. No, I wouldn't be more upset that he keeps doing it anyways without explanation. Because I get it. Like, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I feel like she would too. I don't know. So uh, then to Daryl and Rick. Daryl sees that someone was locked up up there, which obviously reminded him of his cell time. Uh. I will say there was a nice shot of Rick walking down a hallway with like a blue light behind him. That was dope. Yes, that yeah. looks so good. That looked like something out of an '80s movie or something. Yep. But yeah, like, like Blade, Blade Runner. Runner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow, that was on cue. <laughs> <laughs> but it also it also didn't look like forced. No, it just looked good. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was so well done. I wish a lot of what we saw was that well done. <laughs> yep, yep. Yeah, like if they wanted to make season eight look solid, like if they just had that picture as the promo image. Oh, yeah. I'd be like, is Rick in a spaceship? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be incredible. Hey, that's where the show should go in season nine. Yes, like, space. The only... The only place that has survived has been a space station above the earth. That's yeah. Sign me up. I'm on hundred percent on board with that. I mean, take us to new grounds. Right. What else can we do at this point? Yeah. But then there'll be people like turning in spacesuits and stuff like that. And... Oh, and then they can't bite. There's potential here. Yeah. So right after the nice shot of Rick in the hallway. Uh, a guy attacks Rick as he's about to enter a room. And there is a brutal fight that ensues. Yeah. Like, this was so real yeah. to me. Yeah. Like, um, it was so it was so real and, uh, and brutal 
that even though at the time I was just like, oh, this guy's just probably a savior and he's trying to kill Rick, I felt bad for the guy because I was just like, hmm. there's something about it that's just so raw. And hmm. and when it's like that and it's not stylized action, mm-hmm. like I, 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 I can feel like this is a person that you're, you're, you're like yeah. just ripping apart, like not ripping apart, but like strangling and, and, um, and it, yeah, it was just, it was really well done. I thought it was really well shot. Like it was really well acted. Um, and I liked that they cast the guy to look a little bit like Rick. Yeah. Cause obviously like later on in the episode, the whole thing afterwards was, uh, you know, yeah. caused a little bit of introspection, but I thought that was that was kind of a cool reflection. Right. And one of the things I think that made it so brutal was that the only the only thing that we knew about this guy was that he jumped at Rick. There was no yeah. conversation beforehand. There was really no talking during the the struggle except for this one moment where Rick's like where's the guns and the guy like he's choking so he can't really say much anything except he says no guns um and also if you have the subtitles on I didn't notice this when I didn't have the subtitles on but like the only other thing the guy says is grace grace yeah I remember that Mm -hmm. so yeah there's a bunch more that happens but let's just skip to the reveal as Rick yeah. So Rick has killed the guy yep. with the dramatic finish, mm-hmm. pushing him into the shelf spike there. Which was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and then he walks into the room that he was initially trying to enter when he was attacked. Mm-hmm. And there is a baby inside, and on the wall it says Gracie. Mm-hmm. And I just thought that moment was one of the most powerful moments Walking Dead has had in a while hmm. because you put it together and you're like, oh, shoot. That was a father that was protecting his kid. Mm-hmm. And Rick's reaction, like Andrew Lincoln just killed that when he... He really did, yeah. Oh, it was almost like like it was it was sadness. There was sadness, but there was also like this frustration. Like, are you kidding me? Like, Yeah. 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 And then the way he like he looked in the mirror. Mm-hmm. It reminded me a lot of when uh, Lori died. Mm-hmm. Like how he how he broke down. Mm. It's kind of like, like he was he was just about to get there, and yeah, frustration and anger set in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because now this girl, she will die. Like I immediately thought. How is she going to get fed? Well, the only way she's living is if Rick takes her and, you know... He's not going to. ...does something. You don't think so? I don't think so. Really? Yeah, no. Oh, I think that he's going to take the baby. Yeah, even with Morales there? Yeah. Um, yeah, that's, that's another thing we'll need to talk about. Mm-hmm. But, well, I guess I'm not entirely sure what's ha- what will happen. But um, I think Rick, I still think Rick's the kind of guy who's now going to feel morally obligated to take care of that baby. And, um, yeah, I thought this was the strongest mm. element of the episode because it 
it was so unlike the Jesus and Tara moment, which was supposed to make us feel for the potential humanity of the saviors mm-hmm. and to feel potentially like we are becoming what we hate if we just kill them and completely failed. Yeah, this totally moment failed. worked. Yeah, it totally did. Because like you did really suddenly realize, okay, this guy that Rick just killed, he was a person mm-hmm. and he might've been in with the wrong crowd I mean, I guess we're not even totally sure if this guy was affiliated with the Saviors. He might have just have been there. Um, but even- I mean, he was in an outpost. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But whatever the case, you know, he was still somebody that loved his daughter. Yeah. And the only thing that we know about the guy who Rick killed was that he was willing to fight to protect his daughter. Yeah. And that... He obviously had done some work to try and make the place where his baby was staying, like, comfortable and homey. Yeah. And yeah, it's true. So he's, to- he's totally humanized for us. Um, yeah. And, you know, when, when he attacks Rick, you think that it's all just about his own protection and the protection of the saviors. And so when you have this realization that it could have been primarily motivated by fear of Rick doing something to his kid, mm-hmm. it, um, it yeah, totally it does changes everything. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I feel like this was one of the strongest moments that The Walking Dead has had in a while. I agree, yeah. So uh, then we, we see Morgan taking everyone out while he's having some flashbacks to stuff from the past. Mm-hmm. The thing that I, I thought about was weird about that was I didn't really make a connection between the flashbacks and what was happening. Like, Oh, really? It was like Rick saying stuff, not, not Morgan. Um, yeah, I think he was hearing Rick say kill. Okay. Because okay. Morgan had the moral dilemma and uh, Rick didn't. Yeah. Rick was like, people need to die. So he was just being like, yeah, people need to die. Pew, pew, pew. <laughs> you know? And since I am untouchable, I am the best man to get this done. Evidently. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And we see uh, Jesus and Tara leading everybody to um, basically take prisoners of war. Um, mm-hmm. And... So we have that moment where the one kid is up against everybody and he gives up his gun and then he encourages everybody else to put down their guns and they're going to take them prisoners. Um, Now, when Morgan comes out, he sees our old friend Jared. Yep. Yep. Wanted him to die. Yeah. Now... This was another moment of the episode that I thought worked because I hated that guy so much. And to see him again, like, Mm -hmm. just with that smug face and, like, and and I felt Morgan's rage, Mm -hmm. you know, and... uh, Totally worked. Yeah, that worked really well. Mm -hmm. Um, I think the whole prisoners of war thing worked way better than taking that first guy prisoner just because like in war if you just kill everyone and we talked about this i think a little bit last week or the week before like there's only one person that needs to die and that's negan everyone else is either collateral damage or could be a prisoner 
in order to say, we're not going to kill everyone. Like, we want people to survive. We don't want this war to happen. We just want your leader. Mm-hmm. You know? And if they would have killed everyone there, it would have been obviously more incentive for for Negan to, to you know, kill anyone he wants to. But the fact that they now have him as prisoners and hostages, now Rick has something to hold over them, which I thought was I thought was great. Right. Yeah. But the only thing is, where are they going to put him? <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, they can just keep them in that big box there that they're currently in, right? I think the trailer has them driving them somewhere or something. I can't remember. Oh, yeah, yeah. You're talking about the... Like everyone's tied up or something. Stuff for next week. Yeah. The next thing that happens is Carol and Ezekiel again and their whole group. Um, Shiva suddenly shows up and eats whoever the guy is that they've been pursuing. I guess Shiva knows. A bunch of other people from the kingdom show up. Mm -hmm. And the resolution to this, I didn't really understand. And I felt, you know, how you expressed feeling confused about what was going on in the Aaron section of things. I felt that way a lot about the kingdom stuff, too. Yeah. So, I mean, whatever things... Okay, yeah, the, the main takeaway is that they discover that whoever was moving whoever they were pursuing had a walkie which is obvious uh, that's not doesn't seem like a surprise at all yeah so then they're like oh so should we not follow through and then ezekiel gets to have his you know king kingly moment and be like yes of course they know but onward and yeah but we know as well so everyone knows yeah (laughs) they'll be ready but so will we yeah, then we are back to Aaron and crew shooting, and I think there was a moment that we didn't talk about from earlier in this section of the story where Eric was, like, going to move forward, and Aaron yelled something to him about waiting for Tobin, yeah. and then he was like, there's no time. And I remember thinking, why is there no, is there no time to wait? Like, yeah. What's the rush? Right. And also, what are we waiting for? Like, this is what I'm saying. If I knew in the plan, like, Tobin has this thing that he has to do. Aaron has this thing that he has to do. Eric is supposed to do this. Blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? There would there would have been more like, oh, shoot, what's going to happen? Yeah. Like, where's Tobin right now? Right. Why is he late? Oh, shoot, we're going to, like, something's going to happen. We're going to, it's not going to come through, you know? Yeah. And then when Eric says, like, there's no time, then it would be an, oh, shoot, yeah, you're right, there's no time, you better go do it. Or, no, 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 wait, wait, wait. You know, you would have been a little bit more on the edge of your seat. Yes, yeah. But this is just like, oh, this is like a, like, it's just playing out in front of me. Right. All right. (laughs) So anyway, there was no time, so Eric kamikazed, and we don't find out until later, but in the process, apparently, he got shot in the stomach. I mean, it was telegraphed pretty hard. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, I thought it was telegraphed pretty hard that Eric was going to die last season. Um, mm-hmm. And then it, it didn't happen when I expected it to. Which means that that carries over to this season. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But in this episode specifically, there was a lot of like 
Eric's gonna die for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It really felt like the writing was on the wall. Yeah. Yeah. But he's not dead yet. Yeah. I, I mean, he might survive. That, I mean, th- but that's a gut shot. Right. You know, that's not easy to come back from. If he does survive, <laughs> bullets are ceasing to have any meaning in The Walking Dead. <laughs> Although didn't right. Rick basically get shot in the stomach at the end of at the season finale last time? We talked about that. Yeah. And how how much of a problem that was. Right. And he's fine now. He's totally fine. Yeah, Rick got shot, but Michonne and uh Rosita are the ones that stay behind because right. they're still healing. But Rick just regenerated. Rick is Wolverine. Yeah. <laughs> I'd sign up for that movie, by the way. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he. I think he'd do a good job at that. Yeah. So, yeah, basically the one other thing that we have to talk about is uh, Rick and Morales. Mm-hmm. So Rick is uh, still looking for the guns, I guess, and he's looking at a picture, which I think is of Morales and his family. Yeah. And Morales is there, and he's like, he's, you know, whatever i got you rick or something something like that and and rick puts it together like oh you were in atlanta and and he remembers him did you remember him morales seemed to know rick i didn't know morales i had to yeah. go google him yeah it's like who is that i think we all did but i i watched the first season recently enough that when i heard the name morales i didn't recognize him immediately looking at his face but when i heard the name and saw his face I was like, oh, I think I remember who that was. Mm. And I think it was either in like, it was just a few episodes in um, when they were leaving um, Atlanta and he had like a camper or something that he was in with his family and some of them were going to go to the CDC Mm. and he and his family were like, we're not going to do that. We're just going to go our own way. You know, when you think about it, it is pretty cool that they brought him back, I think, yeah. because because yeah, that was that was just something that was left hanging. Like mm-hmm. there wasn't really any point story-wise up until now to have these people just randomly splinter off from the group and be like, "Oh yeah, we're just going to go do our own thing." Right. To pick that up again, I think is is uh is a is a good thing. So, I do too. Yeah, I always like it when shows will pull stuff from the the um, beginning of the show back in. But Morales doesn't seem to have any uh, feelings of affection for Rick. Evidently, he knows him, too. Yeah. As far as he's not surprised by seeing Rick there. Right. So I'm really hoping that this develops into something more interesting, mm-hmm. you know? That it's more interesting than ju- than just, oh, wow, that's the guy from season one. You know, and now he's captured Rick, which again would be retreading. Like, let's not do that again. Like, let's keep giving our team wins because, other than that, this is gonna like keep going back and forth, and it's gonna get really old really quick. Like, if they capture Rick, and then he's held up, I'm gonna be really upset. Mm. That was my immediate feeling when I saw Morales there with the gun. I wasn't like, oh, shoot, Rick's going to get captured or killed. I was like, if he gets captured, really going to be mad. (laughs) (laughs) 
story wise, like and pacing and the whole thing, like it, we're it's going to be compromised. Yeah. Well, maybe next episode, Rick will talk sense into Morales. That'd be weird too. Um, if he pistol whips him and runs out of there, I'm fine with that. <laughs> Something that I thought was interesting or maybe just weird is that Morales says, I called the saviors back and they're coming. Yeah. Why doesn't he say, I called the saviors and we're coming? Or like he, he treats the saviors like there's somebody other than who he is. You know? Oh, I didn't pick it up like that. I was just... I was confused as to, um, like, which saviors or, or like, aren't there saviors there? It's, I don't know. It's just weird that he calls them the saviors at all. Sure. You know, like, can you imagine Simon being like, I called the saviors and they're coming? Yeah. You know, he just, he wouldn't say that. That's true. Because you you just don't talk about the saviors like that when you are one. Oh, that's a good point. And, you know, Mm-hmm. What if Morales is there? He's got the gun on him so that Rick doesn't get the jump on him. Then he's like, I called the saviors, so they're coming. So let's get out of here. You know? Maybe I'd have to go back and watch the scene to say whether that would actually work. I mean, he does seem to talk to Rick like, oh, that was a long time ago. You know, like yeah. kind of in a sense of we're not friends. Yeah. yeah I know yeah. we were once friends, but we're not anymore. Yeah, for sure. I don't even think they yeah. were friends, were they? Yeah, they were they, like they just met each other. Yeah, they were on the same team. You know, the yep. way that they said goodbye was very cordial and right. Yeah, but it was like at that point there were no enemies really except for Merle. <laughs> but like there were no warring factions. You right. Know? Right. Do you think Morales's family is still alive? If he's a savior, no. No. If he's not a savior, probably yeah. Yeah. Uh, my guess is they're definitely dead. Hmm. All right. And then we're back to the faces montage. These are the damned. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Yes. No, these were the damned. Yeah. It started with these are the damned. <laughs> these are the damned who you will see. And then it ended. These were the damned who you saw. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So just a quick summary. Mm-hmm. There were elements of this episode that were annoying, uh, but they were um, things that I think we've seen on The Walking Dead for a while now. Um, not a real sense of place or geography. Accurate. Um, a uh, Just an obscure style so that we don't really know what's going on, and that unfortunately uh, makes it so that the suspense and stakes are not as high. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the sudden um, appearance of extremely Morganish Jesus, which has no precedent, and except with Morgan, mm-hmm. which we have been through before, and for it to suddenly, like the spirit of Morgan, to suddenly descend upon Jesus, uh, just made no sense. Um, uh, in my opinion, the good stuff. Uh, Basically, pretty much everything that had to do with Rick, um, the 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 bringing to the fore the moral dilemma through the the baby mm-hmm. uh, being there, mm-hmm. um, and, and the question of what's going to happen to that baby, like that's something I care about. Um, the return of Jared and the conflict there between Morgan and him, 
Um, I'm interested in where that's going to go and the return of Morales. Mm -hmm. Uh, All those interesting things. Um, Other pluses, I like that there was multiple things going on that they kept doing that. There were people that we did not see. We, We didn't see Negan. We didn't see Gabriel. We didn't see Michonne or Rosita, anything back in Alexandria. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But there was enough going on with enough of the cast that it didn't feel like we were, you know, partitioning things up too much. Yeah. Whereas last season, like, you'd see enough people that you could cycle through every four episodes. Right. <laughs> now it's more like every two episodes, which yeah. I I can accept. Um, yeah. So I hope that that continues. Um, yeah, I just like the sense that there's a lot of things happening at once and... Um, unfortunately I would say two of the storylines were good and two of them not so good, but yeah. Yeah. So my, my numerical, uh, value on this one is a seven. So it might be a little generous, but I feel like after last week's five, uh, this is worth two additional points, especially the way I felt after I watched it. I was like, okay, I actually felt satisfied compared to last week Mm -hmm. um so yeah all right i'm gonna give this episode a (laughs) 5.5 okay um i really didn't like it Mm -hmm. i felt i felt like i didn't like it as much as i didn't like last week's but you talking about the stuff with rick uh, the moral dilemma there and and also the stuff with jesus made me feel a little bit better about it however i still have a lot of problems with those things so in that, I'm only knocking it up half a point. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, so th- you realize this is your third episode in a row that you've given a five-something rating to. Yeah. It's not doing too... I'm not too happy with Walking Dead right now. <laughs> I, I hope it picks up. I still think it's funny that with the finale last season, I gave it the highest rating of the season, and you gave it the lowest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a pretty... Uh, divided episode (laughs) (laughs) so i think it's an improvement and i just hope that the general trend of the rest of the season is that um but it's pretty rare that a season gets better like you know usually they have a strong opening they sag until the mid-season finale and then mm-hmm. it kind of repeats mm-hmm. um yeah if they want to change things up and like you know start week and then start. just get better i'll take that yeah i'll just take a good season <laughs> that's what i'd prefer <laughs> i think we really need to start pitching space station ninth season i agree mm-hmm. yeah that's where it should go yeah 100 <laughs> percent space Season ten, yes. We'll get we'll do let the nine ride a little bit, but uh, season well, ten, nine they can start hinting at it. Yeah, you know, like when Morgan took a whole season to come back. <laughs> so uh, don't forget to rate us on iTunes mm-hmm. or um, you know share us on Facebook or Instagram. You can follow us in both of those mm-hmm. those uh, media forums. Yeah, yep. You can find us uh, at the Walking Dead or at the Walkie Talkie. At Walkie Talkie Podcast on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> that was hard. <laughs> Walkie Talkie Podcast. Yeah. And that's with I-E on the end of both of those words. Yeah. Not Y. Not Y. All right. All righty. That's all I got. Same. Signing off. All right. Over and out. Over and out.